We have the punishment for Isaiah Stewart and his role in the altercation with LeBron James. What was his punishment? We'll talk about that on today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is a new app that helps you save money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need. It can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. You can find the podcast on all your social, uh, on all your podcast platforms. We are free and available, again, on all your podcast platforms. And we are also over on YouTube, at Lockdown Pistons. I tell you guys this at the beginning of every episode. I can't speak right now. Um, if you guys want the best way to support the podcast, to support the work that I put into the podcast, go over to the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. So, again, if you want to find the best way to support the podcast and support the work I put in uh, and you like what the work that I put in, just go subscribe to the podcast over on the YouTube channel. We really appreciate it. You don't even have to listen to it over there. You can just subscribe, support, and then go back to the podcast. I don't blame you. I'd really appreciate it either way. But on today's episode, we got a lot to talk about. We got a bunch of news. We got some updates on Killian Hayes and his injury. We have some lineup things that we have to talk about moving forward, at least for the rest of this week, that are going to be heavily impacted and changed. And obviously, we're going to preview today's game against the Miami Heat. We have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, but first, obviously, we finally got the news about Isaiah Stewart and his role in the altercation with LeBron James. Uh, we, we, talk, we talked about it a lot in the last episode. It's been all over ESPN, uh, Fox Sports. It's been... It's been all over Twitter, all over social media, YouTube, literally everywhere. It's been just everywhere. What happened with Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James? And we finally got our update. We know the punishment that's laid out for these two men. So, Shams Sharania, I always don't know. I never know how to pronounce his last name. But everyone knows who Shams is, the athletic reporter, the guy who goes right neck, right neck to neck with Roge. Uh, but he tweeted out that LeBron James has been suspended one game, and Isaiah Stewart receives a two-game suspension for roles in altercation during Lakers-Pistons. He went on to say, the NBA said that Stewart's suspension was for, quote-unquote, escalating an on-court altercation by repeatedly and aggressively pursuing James in an unsportsmanlike manner. And he says, James served suspension Tuesday versus the Knicks for, quote-unquote, recklessly hitting Stewart in the face and initiating an on-court altercation. So, what is my reaction to the suspension and the punishment given to Isaiah Stewart? So, I'm I, I'm okay with the with the decision the league made with both these suspensions. So I wanted LeBron to receive the same amount as of, of punishment as as Isaiah Stewart, if not more, because again he did punch the dude in the face. Uh, I'm not going to continue arguing about intent versus non-intent. It's just all I've seen now is that all LeBron fans, all the LeBron stands, everyone they have to put on their cape and and go out there and defend LeBron James. You think they're getting paid by him to be his PR team? Uh, we'll think that it wasn't on purpose. Um, and then you have everyone else, all the Pistons fans, will say that it was on purpose. Either way, nothing, something that you just can't dispute, he balled up his fist, swung down at Isaiah Stewart, hit him in the face, gushing blood. You should get suspended for that. And he did. Uh, he got suspended in the game. Uh, Isaiah Stewart got two games. Uh, I didn't think – I thought he probably should have got one 
but I, I know we talked about this in the last episode. I thought the league was going to give him a harsher punishment because he's, you know, he's a piston and because he, you know, kept getting back on the court trying to go after LeBron and they were going to, you know, really hit him hard because of, you know, everything that happened with the mouse, the pa- mouse at the palace. Uh, ever since then, they don't want anyone trying to escalate uh, situations with fans possibly coming in or, or, you know, just not leaving the court, trying to escalate situations that don't need to be escalated, et cetera. So I thought they were going to give him a heavier uh, suspension, but he only got two games. I can live with that. Uh, I honestly was kind of worried that LeBron James was not going to get any kind of punishment because he's LeBron. That was not the case. He did get a game suspension. So, again, I, I'm okay with this. I, I, I'm, I'm cool with this. Not too long of a suspension for either guys. Uh, I, I probably would have, if, if, if I was league office, I would have given both guys one game suspensions uh, and then just moved on with it afterwards. Uh, but my worry of LeBron not getting punished, that didn't happen, so I'm cool with that. And the worry about Isaiah Stewart getting a long-term punishment didn't happen, so I'm cool with that. So overall, even though LeBron did get a le- one game less suspension, it's not it's not enough for me to really care like that much about it. I'm cool with the decision they made. I actually thought this was a really good decision they did. They didn't overreact too much to it uh, and definitely didn't penalize the 20-year-old for simply reacting to the 19-year vet hitting him in the face with a punch. Uh, so I'm cool with it. Uh, there is one thing I want to talk about this situation, though, before we move on to lineup thing, lineup changes for the rest of this week. That it's going to be really interesting to see how Dwayne Casey reacts to it. Um, it's just a little pet peeve of mine. I, I may be off base here. You guys let me know what you guys think. Uh, but this is just a pet peeve I'm having uh, and an issue I've taken. Every single player for the Lakers, it feels like, and specifically Anthony Davis, came out and spoke for LeBron's defense. Came out and made it seem like Stu was just like they, they straight up attacked Stu and, and and supported LeBron and defended him. We're not going to let him try to think he can come at us, or we're going to let him like all that stuff. They supported LeBron. Okay, you got the ESPN Network, obviously, who is just run by LeBron James and Clutch and all those guys who are singing LeBron's praise. Even I actually, you know what? Jay Williams actually did not sing his praise, so I'm actually shocked by that. Jay Williams actually took the side of Isaiah Stewart, which I appreciated. But outside of that, you had people on ESPN talking about, oh, LeBron, you know, is he a victim in this? And, you know, we had that article when it happened that painted LeBron as a victim uh, on ESPN.com. And so so not only did LeBron have his teammates, he had the networks, he had, you know, his PR team running rounds. You know, we even had a tweet today from Sean saying, you know, LeBron tried to reach out to Isaiah Stewart and try to find a way to get his number. He just did it. You're LeBron James, man. If you really want to get his number, you could have got his number. That's a straight-up PR move. You know LeBron's trying to control his public image. He wants to control the narrative. He's going to put out publicly and say, you know what, I, he tried to reach out to, his, to Isaiah Stewart. He just didn't want no parts of it. That's BS. He's teammates with Wayne Ellington, one, who's a former teammate Isaiah Stewart. He could have got his number through there. Wayne Ellington was close with Dwayne Casey. He could have got his number through there. And obviously the biggest one, he's LeBron freaking James. Anybody's number in the NBA he wants, he can get it if he wants it. it, it it's it, it's straight up PR move, straight up PR move. But either way, my overall point is LeBron has all these things working for him. Obviously he's the face of the NBA, so he's going to have more things in his favor, obviously. But he has all this supporting him, all this backing him, everybody just supporting him and giving him all this love about, oh, it's so sad, the situation, all that BS. And I haven't heard a single piston defend Isaiah Stewart. That's, I really don't like that. I I don't know how to read into that. I just, I, I really just don't like that. Um, now, obviously, I don't expect him to come out and be like, yeah, we support him going back on the floor, running around and losing his mind and then running back in the locker room and try to catch him back. Like, I'm not expecting him to support that. But, like, 
you figure that one of his teammates, one of his boys, his coaches, someone would come out and be like, yeah, LeBron hit him in the face. He was gushing blood. Maybe he shouldn't have done what he did after that, but LeBron shouldn't have hit our boy, and we're not going to stand for that kind of thing. Like something, like something along those lines, simply, you know, having his back. And I don't feel like we've heard that unless I missed it somewhere, and I don't think, feel like I have. No one has stuck up for Isaiah Stewart. Nobody has. Uh, Dwayne Casey kind of did give Dwayne Casey some props. Obviously, he held his kind of had his back, said, you know, don't let this define him. I don't think he should be suspended at all. Uh, so I, Dwayne Casey did kind of come out and have his back. But his teammates didn't have his back at all. They didn't. I haven't heard them say anything about the situation. They haven't. I, I don't like that. I, I I don't know what to – maybe I'm reading too much into it. Again, let me know what you guys think. But I think I, – I don't think that says highly of, of his teammates. I don't – you know, there, there's a saying – that me and my boys go through and, and say it's as long as no one in our clique. And basically it's like, you know, even if someone in our clique messes up, that, that's our boy and we're going to defend him. Even if he did mess up, we're going to have his back. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't like, I don't like how the Pistons teammates have reacted to this. And also Kate Cunningham has literally uh, got trucked like three times trying to stop Isaiah Stewart in that video where he's getting trucked. Uh, no other Pistons trying to stop him. Jeremy Grant's just walking. Like, I'm not trying to criticize the guys individually and try to go at guys, but literally, I, I there's Kate Cunningham's the only one I feel like tried to stop him at that point. I uh, was willing to like be a leader at that point. And Dwayne Casey's the only one who spoke after the game and like try to, you know, protect him. Kate kind of did a little bit too. He he didn't really go too de- in depth with it. He kind of honestly, I kind of feel like Kate was a little annoyed with the whole situation. But Kate Kate came to his defense a little bit, and Dwayne did. Uh, but outside of that, I. I I don't know, man. Let me know what you guys think if I'm reading too much into this. I just don't like how the Pistons have reacted and not had their guys back. But, again, let me know if you guys think I'm just reading too much into it. But when we come back, we'll talk about some news that we got about Killian Hayes' thumb injury, how long he's going to be out, and combine that with Isaiah Stewart's suspension. What could this mean for the lineup moving forward? What are we going to see this week? Uh, we'll talk about all those things when we come back from the ad break. But first, I got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Shopify. Cha-ching! In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I love Shopify, how it has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, Reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. So go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnMBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. That's Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. So again, I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons 
the first listen every single day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. And again, like I tell you guys all the time, if you guys want to find the best way to support the podcast, the best way to show that you enjoy the work that I put out, uh, go over to the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button over there. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers as soon as possible. Uh, so make sure if you want to support the channel, you go over there and you do that for me. I'd really appreciate it. Um, give me just one second. What's going on with my mic? Let me turn my mic up. My mic just turned down randomly just now. I don't get that. Let me also move it away from my face a little bit. Uh, sorry about that, guys. But anyways, we got some updates with Killian Hayes and his injury. So according to Pistons PR, Killian Hayes will be out at least the next two games of the season as he tries to recover and heal from his thumb injury, and they will reevaluate him at the end of the uh, at the end of the week. Uh, so, what does this mean? So, with with Isaiah Stewart being out for two games now, and Killian Hayes also now out for at least two games, the Pistons are now in a bit of a pickle. They have to find a way to fill two starting lineup spots while also losing Kelly Olynyk, who can't fill Isaiah Stewart's spot. And you just witnessed what happened. Against the Los Angeles Lakers because the Pistons didn't have any big men to replace Isaiah Stewart and Kelly Olynyk. Excuse me, but so what? What's Dwayne Casey going to choose now? What? 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 What can he do moving forward throughout this week? And if Killian Hayes ends up missing more than two games, which we hope he doesn't, we you know Killian was kind of turning a corner with his role and what he was going to be or filling a role that he needed to be this season, getting better, feeling, getting a better feel for the NBA. And really starting to turn a corner, so it sucks to see him have to miss games. But you know, what what do the Pistons do now? So I think the center spot is the more intriguing spot to talk about right now, uh, because I think we all relentlessly and and you know, while while we we don't really like what the answer is going to be about who fills in for Killian Hayes, I think we know who it is. We're not going to like it. Maybe it could be something else. We'll talk about other options, but that one I don't feel like is as, as fun of a topic to talk about. But with Isaiah Stewart gone. And Kelly Olenek now gone as well with injury. Who fills in that spot? So you got Luka Garza. Does Luka Garza fill the spot? Does he start at center for the Pistons? I don't know. It's it, it's tough. Um, I mean, it would make it, this is how, it, why it would make sense to start Luka Garza. You're rebuilding. You're in a restoration season. Uh, he's obviously your third big right now. Um, so he would be one that you figure would step up. And also, he's a rookie, so you want to get him some playing time if you can. And whenever, you know, it's given the ch- a chance to, you probably would like to get him some minutes. So that's why it would probably make sense. And also, he can spread the floor offensively. Uh, he, he one of the best, might be the best screen setter on the team. That is, that actually is true. Uh, when he comes in, he does set hard screens and frees up things for offensive players. As well as, like I said, he can spread the floor out. He can also score inside. So he'll bring some things offensively if he does become the replacement of these next two games in the starting lineup. However, there, there's a there's a big downside. Everyone knows what it is. Before we even get to the defense, also, he has to have chemistry with his guys defensively sometimes when he plays. Uh, and, and obviously, this is just about chemistry. This is not, you know, this is something he's going to have to learn eventually. He's not trying to destroy him too much. Uh, but, you know, there's there's a timing that goes along with screen and rolling when you're running with the running a pick and roll. Uh, and there's been a few times when it seems like he doesn't really have that chemistry. He kind of runs into the ball handler every now and then and can't really give him that kind of space that you want him to have. Uh, but that, that, that's that's not too big of a deal. That's the something he'll get with chemistry. Uh, but defensively, listen, uh, you guys know I had his father, Frank, on the podcast. Great person. It's a great family. They work incredibly hard. 
But still, as of right now, Luca is just very, very bad defensively. He's he's very slow. Um, he does he can't jump really. Uh, if you attack him in the pick and roll, it's it's been really bad. Uh, teams when the Pistons have played him in the rotation, they literally go directly at him as soon as he gets subbed in because they know he can't hold his own defensively. Um, and I know there's a few Pistons fans like you know when Isaiah Stewart got ejected, why didn't they throw Isaiah? Uh, Luca Garza in the game. He's he's the third big man. He's a rookie. Why are we not getting him minutes? You do not want to throw Luca Garza against Anthony Davis in closing minutes. Luca Garza is going to be bad defensively no matter what. But now you're saying you might want to throw him in into a matchup with Anthony Davis in closing minutes in his first minutes of the game. Can't do that. You you can't do that. There's listen. You can't criticize Dwayne Casey with that. That would have been very. Very dumb to do. It wouldn't have made sense. Um, but so I think obviously Luca Garza is the, the next, the, the probably the top option that fans are thinking about right now. But that there, there's obviously a positive and a big negative there. I think the defensive thing is going to, I, I think the defensive issue will keep him out the starting lineup, to be honest. I don't think Dwayne Casey will go with him. So the next option, the next option is Trey Lyles, man. So uh, I, I, I just pray that it's not Trey Lyles. It, it, the only reason why, like, there's no positives with this. I, I don't care what anyone says. There's no positives with starting Trey Lyles. You simply start Trey Lyles because he's the next biggest guy on the team, and you don't have no one else. So it's really just a bodies thing. So he's an option, but I really, I, I'm praying that's not who they go with. So if you take those two guys out, what can the Pistons do? What could they possibly do to fill this role for the next two games? Now, they could get creative. And I hope they do get creative, to be honest. Make it a little bit fun. Uh, they kind of did this at the end of the Lakers game. I don't know. You obviously don't want to have to do this for long stretches, but it's kind of the position the Pistons are in right now. They could move Jeremy Grant down to center. Again, listen, I know I know it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. But this is the position they find themselves in. They don't have anybody. So they could start Jeremy at center, move Sadiq down to four, start Hami at the three, and start Josh Jackson at the two, maybe? And then Kate Cunningham. Or you could go Kate Cunningham, Frank Jackson, Hamdu Diallo, or Josh, interchangeable. Basically, what I'm saying is move move Jeremy and Sadiq down a slot, move Sadiq to the four, Jeremy to the five, and just fill in at the three and two, either uh, interchangeable of uh, Frank Jackson, Hamdu Diallo, Hamdu Diallo, Frank, uh, Josh Jackson, or Josh Jackson, Frank Jackson. Either way, uh, and then start them with Kate. I think that, to be honest, while you're obviously very undersized and you're going to probably struggle – massively rebounding wise with the position the Pistons are in I think that might be their best like case to do because seriously they don't they really don't they just don't have another option right now they just don't uh, Trey Lyles I I'm not I'm, I don't I'm not going to entertain the Trey Lyles I'm not I'm not it's not going to happen so not Trey Lyles but Luka Garza like I said he just really struggles defensively to a point where I just don't think Dwayne Casey would start him I don't think that Dwayne Casey would do that because of how bad he is defensively. Now, do I think he's going to get minutes out? Yes, I think he's going to be the backup big. I just, I'm just not sure if. Why is my, why is my chair squeaking so much? What the heck? Uh, but anyway, I don't think Dwayne Casey is going to start. I just don't think he can start him. I, I, I don't, I don't think he will. It's just not what Dwayne Casey usually does. If you, if you can't play defense, he's likely not going to start you. That's just what, what I've learned. And Luca Garza can't do that, so I just don't know if he'll do that. So. I think that's their best case scenario, just to move Jeremy down to the, to the five. And you know, now we can talk about kind of a Killian. Killian's out for at least two games. So who's going to fill Killian's spot now? So 
I think the obvious choice, I think this is what they're going to do. They're going to put Corey Joseph in there and what like they did in this last game and just start Corey Joseph in a spot. Or they could go with, like I said, Frank Jackson there, give some more shooting to the starting lineup. But it seems like Dwayne Casey's intent, and I can't blame him, but he seems like he's intent on having two ball handlers in that backcourt at all times. And again, I don't blame him. I think it's probably actually the smart, smartest thing they could probably do right now uh, while Killian's gone. So I think they're probably going to go with Corey Joseph. Uh, but I think if you if they do decide to move Jeremy down to the five, I think then that brings in the question possibly if, if, if you're going to be undersized at the center, you might want to bring in more defense on the perimeter, which makes me think they may consider starting Hamdou Diallo or Josh Jackson in, the, in Killian Hayes' spot if they go the, the way of Jeremy Grant at the five. It all I think it all just it, – it's like domino effect from who they decide to start at five. If they decide to go with like Luca Garza or something – I think they'll start Corey Joseph. If they go with Jeremy Grant at the five, I think they should consider heavily injecting some perimeter defense into the backcourt then because you're going to be bad defensively. You're going to struggle rebounding-wise. And having to do the Allen and Josh Jackson, one of your best rebounders on the team in totality, including big guys. So I really think that that would probably be a smart thing to do if they go that route. But let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below on Twitter or in the reviews, uh, what you think the Pistons should do while they're missing Isaiah Stewart and Killing Hayes. Uh, but when we come back, we'll preview the game today against the Miami Heat, uh, what to watch for. If there's, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Cade's triple-double, some rookie mistakes we saw in this last fourth quarter that we hope he corrects moving forward. Uh, we'll talk about all that when we come back in the ad break. But first, I got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, a few of our sponsors, actually. First up, we got Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew, your, renew their contract without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money and download Truebill to take control of your subscription. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concert is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has also over, has helped over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. Wow. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now to Truebill.com slash NBA. It can save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash NBA. Then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Rock Auto. You ever head to the store looking for a part for your car? Go through a ton of confusing questioning. That's one of the workers to tell you that you don't have the parts that you're looking for? I know I have. That's why you should avoid all these problems. Rock with another one of our sponsors, rockauto.com. Find whatever part you're looking for on your computer or in your hand on your phone by using rockauto.com. Don't worry about having to create an account or making a membership. Just head over to rockauto.com and start shopping. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest and most reliable prices. Head over to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And again, if you guys want the best way to support the podcast, support the work I put in, you guys like the work I put into the podcast, 
go over to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support us. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers over there. So if you can help us get over there, if you want to support the podcast, go over to YouTube now and hit that big red button that says subscribe. We really appreciate it. It's the best way to support the podcast. Again, I really appreciate it. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about something we saw from Kate Cunningham in the fourth quarter of this last game against the Los Angeles Lakers. And then we can preview a little bit of the Heat game. Uh, but, you know, I think we've talked heavily about Kate Cunningham being the closer for the Detroit Pistons. Now, he struggled a little bit in the fourth quarter, obviously. That doesn't mean you don't make him your closer. So that doesn't mean he can't be a closer. That's, like, everyone needs to relax. I know people just jump to extremes as soon as I dare criticize anybody. Because everyone just take it easy, calm down. But he's going to go through these growing pains. He's going to struggle at times. He's going to fail at times. He's going, it's going to happen. And even when he gets farther in his career, he's going to fail. He's going to come up short. Everybody does. Michael Jordan did. Kobe did. LeBron does. Like, everyone's going to fall up short. So what we saw in the fourth quarter is not a huge deal, but something worthy of talking about. So I, I think it's the first time really this season, late in games, where you've seen Cade really look like a rookie over and over. Uh, I think obviously he had a pass a few games ago to Isaiah Stewart that, that was a little too hot. He probably should have thrown, but that's just one mistake. Everyone is going to make a mistake at some point. Uh, that was just one mistake. He was really, I thought he was really good outside of that in the fourth quarter as well. But this fourth quarter against Lakers, I think it was the first one where he was he looked like a rookie out there, getting time after time after time again. Um, I don't think he was helped that much as well uh, by not having Isaiah Stewart out there and, and you know going at Anthony Davis, which was partly his own choosing as well. So you can't really blame anybody else but that. That was partly his own choosing to attack Anthony Davis. Uh, but yeah, he 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 just looked, he looked like he was struggling out there. He failed a couple times and he looked like a rookie, which is fine. Um, and one of the things I I, I want to point out. It's not so much the the missed shots against Anthony Davis, the attacking Anthony Davis. You know, you probably would like to hunt out an easier matchup like LeBron does. If you watch LeBron, one of the things that, you know, if you're a fan of the other team, you get so annoyed watching him do it. And I get annoyed so much watching. When, I, when, when they were going against the Warriors all the time, I was a big Warriors fan. I loved stuff. Watching LeBron do this, I absolutely couldn't stand it. But it's smart as hell basketball. What LeBron does a lot is that in waning moments, and he does it basically in the playoffs all the time, not just in waning moments, but all the time, but specific, specifically late game, he hunts out mismatches every possession, game, possession, after possession, after possession, after possession. He's going for the mismatch each time. He's forcing defenses to react to him. He runs a pick and roll with the guard, and he gets a guard on him, and he forces doubles over and over. It's so annoying to go against, but it's the best way to play. LeBron's always hunting out mismatches. So you probably would have liked Cade, to hunt out mismatches, whether it's Kate or Jeremy. Jeremy could have hunted out mismatches. Like, you, you, that's what you want to look for down the stretch with your closers, I think. That's, and that's the number one thing I, I think teams probably like. You don't want, you know, get your ego involved and want to go against the other team's best defender to prove that you can do so. No, it's you want to get the easiest assignment possible each time down the floor. And I don't feel like the Pistons did that. I don't think uh, Kate did that either. He went Anthony Davis multiple times. Uh, but there was, another, there was a few other plays as well by Cade, I think really highlighted him being a rookie. And it was a few turnovers as well. Uh, he had one turnover that was really bad. Uh, it was probably, I think, it might have been his worst turnover of the season, to be honest, That's, because it came at an awful time. It was a really bad read and a pass, a careless pass, that I think as soon as he threw, Cade knew, damn it, I can't, I can't do that. I can't throw that pass. Uh, you saw his reaction. But it was he was on the left wing, driving down the middle. Uh, he got cut off. And he kind of just threw a pass to the right corner, I believe. It might have been the right corner of the right wing, uh, a little deeper into the right wing. I think it was the right corner. Either way, 
uh, you're throwing it into the teeth of the defense, which is kind of the same situation happened with Diallo found himself in the final play of the game, throwing it into the teeth of the defense over on the right side. Like, Cade did it too, and Cade just, like, it wasn't a hard pass either. It wasn't a bounce pass or anything. It was just, like, kind of a careless pass. And it was a really bad turnover, and it led to a bucket on the other end. That kind of thing right there exhibits rookie, exhibits being young, being a, a moment you have to learn from, and, and being more careful with the ball in your hands. Uh, you don't want to see that. It was careless play. Uh, it was Like I said, I think it was probably his worst turnover of the season. But that, combined with the fact that he was attacking Anthony Davis over and over and just didn't really get good shots for himself by, by attacking hard mismatches, um, I it, it was it was a struggle a little bit for Cade in the fourth quarter. That's fine. Up until that point, he was le- quite literally one of the best fourth quarter performers in the entire NBA. I believe he was fourth in clutch scoring in the fourth quarter. He quite literally was one of the best performers in the entire NBA in the fourth quarter up to that point. So he was going to have his rookie moment at some point, and he was going to fail. That's fine. But th- this is something you want to see him learn from, and you want to point this out like his coaches absolutely are. They're going to point these plays out and say you have to get better at these things. You can't do this. You can't do that. So, I mean, it is what it is. You got to point it out. You got to talk about it. You got to be fair. Just like we cr- criticized Jeremy, we criticized Sadiq, criticized Killing, criticized Isaiah Stewart. You got to criticize K2 when he struggles. And that fourth quarter definitely was not his best quarter and something he's going to learn from and hopefully use as motivation moving forward to perform better. Um, We're extending a little bit longer into the podcast, so I'll make the preview short against the Heat. The Heat are going to destroy the Pistons. I don't think there's any way they don't destroy the Pistons. The Pistons have no big men to guard Bam Adebayo. He's going to destroy the Pistons, I assume. I would would smash the over. Whatever whatever, app (coughs) you use, smash the over. On everything, Bam Adebayo, over rebounds, over points, hell, even over blocks. Like, he's going to dominate, I think, down low. The Pistons just don't have anybody quite literally to guard him. It's going to be probably be Jeremy Grant, and Jeremy Grant stands no chance. So, I, it's, I think Bam Adebayo is going to have an insane game against the Pistons. Um, but, again, like I said, they, they can't really do anything about that. They just they just don't have they don't have nobody. They don't have anyone to, to, to throw in at them. Uh, but, yeah, that's basically – have fun. That, that's my preview. Have fun. Bam's going to eat, smash the over on everything, make some money out there. You feel me? Uh, but, you know, have fun. And hopefully see if Kane improves upon this and, you know, uh, upon his fourth quarter. And they put the instant with Isaiah Stewart behind them and they will come back as a team and put out a good effort against a really good team in the Miami Heat without your best big man. So uh, that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. Again, I want to thank you guys for making Lifetime Pistons your first – Listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And again, if you want to support the podcast, you want to support the work that I put in, show that you like the work that I put in, the best way to support that is by going to YouTube, looking up Lockdown Pistons, and subscribing to the channel. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. I'd really appreciate if you guys could help us get there. So again, if you want to support the podcast, that's the best way to do so. And like I tell you guys at the end of every podcast, make sure you guys also go check out Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. So make sure you guys go check out Lockdown Bets. Really good job over there. Uh, But until next time, until the podcast on Wednesday, we will recap what we've seen in the Miami Heat game. Maybe get a little bit of an update of Kenny Hayes. Possibly, probably not. We probably won't hear much about him until Friday, I believe. Um, But yeah, enjoy the game tonight. I'll see you guys Wednesday. Peace out, everybody, and go Pistons.